John Dunstable was an English composer of polyphonic music of the late medieval era and early Renaissance periods. He was one of the most famous composers active in the early 15th century, a near contemporary of Lionel Power, and was hugely influential, not only in England, but on the continent, especially in the developing style of the Burgundian school. He died on Christmas Eve, 1453, as recorded in his epitaph, which was here in the church of St. Stephen Walbrook in London until it was destroyed in the Great Fire of 1666. This was also his burial place. The epitaph, stating that he had secret knowledge of the stars, had been recorded in the early 17th century and was reinstated in the church in 1904. That new memorial, which you'll find um, over uh, on this side of the church, is by the London section of the Incorporated Society of Musicians. And it consists of a Latin inscription above with simple pilasters and surround matched by a charming 1900s lunette with three angels playing musical instruments seated on clouds with little stars behind at the top and a wreath and fronds below. Do go and look at it after the service is over. Its colorful painting on a mosaic background is an excellent example of the arts and crafts style. Dunstable's influence on the continent's musical vocabulary was enormous, particularly considering the relative paucity of his attributable works. He was recognized for possessing something never heard before in music of the Burgundian school, la contenance anglaise, the English countenance, a term used by the poet Martin Lafranc. And this was probably a reference to Dunstable's stylistic trait of using full triadic harmony along with a liking for the interval of the third. Harmonies and the place of chords as a, as a basis of harmony give us a significant clue to understanding the power of music. Leonard Cohen's song, Hallelujah, which we heard read earlier, makes the claim that the biblical King David had found a secret chord which when played pleased even God himself. The opening words to Cohen's song are extrapolated from the account in 1 Samuel 16 of how King Saul asked for a skillful musician to be found so they could come and play to soothe Saul's troubled soul. It is clear that David was both a competent musician and also a prolific composer. According to the scriptures, he would go on to curate and compose many of the 150 psalms found in the Bible, which survive in multiple translations as part of religious worship today. What Cohen surmises is that whatever David played, or more likely improvised, would have also pleased the Lord, the God of Is the children of Israel's God, as well as calming down King Saul. 
Leonard Cohen's romantic hypothesis is that David had actually stumbled across and therefore deliberately employed a particular chord that has this mysterious power. A chord, as we have already heard, is a group of typically three or more notes sounded together as a basis of harmony. Arthur Sullivan, in a song called The Last Chord, wrote this. It seemed the harmonious echo from our discordant life. It linked all perplexed meanings into one perfect peace. Music essentially is a performance in which harmonies echoing from our discordant lives link all perplexed meanings into one perfect peace. Music in performance is an unrepeatable moment in which all things come together, enabling us to feel God's pleasure. And in that sense, the secret chord about which Leonard Cohen wrote is indeed pleasing to the Lord. As a result of this linking of the echoes from our discordant lives, Cohen's hallelujah includes both the sacred and the sinful, the holy and the broken hallelujah. It doesn't matter which you heard, he suggests, because a blaze of light is found in every word and he will be able to stand before God, the Lord of song, presumably at the last judgment, and simply sing hallelujah itself because both the holy and the broken are encapsulated in that one word and one chord. And this is to say that distinctions between sacred and secular are false divides as all of life and all music is holy. As David Adam has stated, we need to reveal that our God is in all the world and waits to be discovered there. Or to be more exact, the world is in him. All is in the heart of God. And Dunstable too provides us with an example of this as although known primarily as a composer of sacred music, it is also believed that he wrote secular music although no songs in the vernacular can be attributed to him with any degree of certainty. Ultimately though, music is a symbol of the means by which God created and the musician is a partner with God in the, in the creative process. Therefore, we can pray with the singer-songwriter Bruce Coburn to be a little of God's creative breath as it moves over the waters of chaos to bring all things into being. In other words, to see and hear life as God sees and hears it and to articulate something of that vision in the music that we play and sing. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.